Well, KDP has been having some issues with their sales reports. Published Drive and Draft the Digital have some pretty cool promotional things going on. All that and more in the world of self-publishing. So folks, you're going to want to make sure that you stay tuned. Welcome to Self-Publishing with Dale. Kelly. And it's a Thursday night, so we're going to be talking about how to publish books that sell and build an unstoppable brand. We're doing this every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here. And for a long time. For a while. Time. It's been over a year. So we want to kind of give a few shout outs to all the people here that are in the live chat. So if you're listening to this on the the uh, podcast, or if you're catching this on the replay, give us about one minute. One minute's all we need. We want to say what's up to everybody, and I'm going to give a big shout out to my boy Jeff Eatley. He's right here in the house right now. In fact, those of you inside the live chat put exclamation point Jeff, and you're going to get some information about Jeff and how he's actually, he's going to be uh, popping up on this channel. Remember when I had an interview with him about two months ago? Yep. Yeah. Good. Jeff is, is a hoot, man. Uh, he is really knowledgeable in the world of photography, so it's uh, my pleasure to actually have him here live. Who else is here? We have a lot of people hanging yeah. out. Syndratic, uh, Boom Blogger, Tiana Marie Lights, Ola, Kevin McGuire, uh, Risa Fay, and if I repeat anyone's name, I'm sorry, Audra Levy, Mark Brownless, uh, as Dale said, Jeff Eatley, the man, what's up? Yeah, that's um, what I'm talking about. The computer scrolled because everyone's John Wasser's here. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy? Um, M. Louise, good to see you. Knitting mommy, what's up, Risa Fay? What's up? Um, Mojo, of course. How are you? Uh, I think I said anyone. If I forgot y'all's, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank it's, you it's, for stopping by. Thank you very much for stopping by, everybody. You get yourself a banana sticker for showing up. We definitely, definitely appreciate you coming on in here. So let's uh, let's do the uh, bumper again. Sorry, folks. My finger pushed, pushed the wrong button. They're like, what happened? <laughs> People on the podcast are even saying, what's going on? Oh, my gosh. All right. So I said we're going to go ahead and get the things. It's been over a minute here. So sorry, replayers. Uh, so, all right, let's get into the world of self-publishing news and relevant updates. Callie, you know what's going on in the world of KDP? What is the deal? You told me about this one. Um, I have the email up. Yesterday, okay. the 9th, some people got an email saying that there was a delay in reporting on KDP for paperback books sold in November and December. I know I got the email. Did you get the email? I did not get the email. I was one of the people that didn't. Well, if you did get the email, check your KDP reports today. You might have a good surprise waiting for you. You make me <laughs> sick. I, 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 in, in excitement, when she told me what her numbers were, I went over into my dashboard <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so... Wait, I mean, let's just do opinion base here. It makes it super scary. All you can do is trust the system. Yeah. But if you ever see anything abnormal, report it. Because yeah. with KDP not reporting on our reports until the book ships, in my opinion, there's a greater room for error as yeah. a, compared to create space. So be we, nice when you report yeah but yeah tell don't, them. don't be a jerk to them you know because the kdp team they're, they're human by the way they are human beings so please don't beat them up i actually uh, had a pretty uh, big uh, youtuber um 
a substantial following and such, they had released a book, their very first one, and they had reported some issues. So this might be the discrepancy they were running into. Because they were like, I have a sales rank, but I don't have anything inside my dashboard. So if you saw a, you know, your sales rank increasing or, you know, whatnot, um, then you may have had sales that are still due to And I even contacted KDP and they're like, no, we don't count it till it (laughs) ships. So they were thinking I was a crazy one, but I guess enough people complained that it's a good chunk of change I was missing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Are you at liberty to share the number that dropped into your account? You don't Um, have to share actual financial, but how many units was it? 465 today. And just to give you, um, just to put it in some perspective, Yesterday was 94, the day before 64, and then 76. So it was a big error. That is, I mean, if 465 is a normal day now, that's cool. (laughs) But I don't think it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Have you had any issues with your KDP sales reports? Definitely want to hear from you. And if you're listening to this on the replay or watching this later on, you can feel free to reach out to me at dalepsellpublishingwithdale.com. Uh, I'm going to try to reach out to the KDP print team and see what's up. What's up with that? All right. So, hey, folks, uh, if you have not tried out the Ingram Spark platform, I highly advise that you do take a look at them, bearing in mind that they are not a free service as we're used to, but they do good quality books. And if you want to get your upload fee, that's right. Normally, it's a $49 fee to upload your ebook and or your paperback. Uh, all the way up to March 31st this year, if you use the code NANO, that's N-A-N-O in all caps, they will waive the fee. Bear in mind, if you do upload on Ingram Spark, you will have to have your own ISBN. So um, good quality products, actually. I have a video coming out here in the next couple of weeks uh, where I do an unboxing of an Ingram Spark book. Draft to digital. Hey, I told this one to you yesterday and I kind of had to explain it, didn't I? Yeah, I don't pay attention to draft digital. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, Tomlinson. So Kevin Tomlinson, not Kevin McGuire, although Kevin McGuire is here tonight. draft digital uh, actually is rolling out promo pricing. Now, some of you are going, okay, well, what exactly does this mean? Let me break it down in the simplest way possible. You can go to their YouTube page, and uh, they actually just posted a video about this. But uh, I'll just summarize it for you. When you wanted to, say, drop your book price, your ebook price from, say, $2.99 to down to $0.99, cents, you had to manually go in and do that. Now you can actually set it up to where it automates that. This works in your favor. Let's say that you want to do a special, like a $0.99 cent special around your birthday. Uh, my birthday is on the 9th this year, so at any rate, uh, September 9th. So I can probably just go ahead and book that out all the way out there, and I don't know if it goes out that far. I can set it for the 9th all the way to the 12th. I can notify my email list or my YouTube following and it'll set it up and I don't have to worry about turning it on and then turning it off. So before you used to have to manually go in, change the price and then go back in later when you wanted to bump it back up. So kudos to you, Draft the Digital. That's another uh, victory in their court. They've been rolling out some really, really cool changes. So. Um, I think everybody knows in this channel I have a very positive opinion about draft to digital Speaking of positive opinion, Publish Drive is actually, uh, they, they have something pretty much on a regular basis. Uh, Kobo is always running promos of some sort, and your book might qualify for that. So if you publish through the aggregate publisher, Publish Drive, 
you should hopefully be subscribed to the email newsletter and they will let you know all the different promos that come around. Um, and I, I can't remember all of the different niches that they're doing, but for the most part, it's free promotion. So all you have to do is just submit your title. They have a full form and such like that. And it's all due by January the 14th. So if you're listening to this after the 14th, uh, get yourself a Publish Drive account. You can head over to selfpublishingwithdale.com slash publishdrive and head through our referral link. Um, it's no cost for you to set up your account through them. Uh, that's really just about it. It was kind of a quiet world uh, in the world of self-publishing. What questions do you have about self-publishing books? And what would you like to learn more? And what would you recommend? So folks, if you're watching us right now in the live chat, or if you're watching us on the replay, load us up with some questions. I always am very attentive to those. And uh, speaking of questions, we got a good question in Kelly. This is Kelly's viewer question. Couple people asked this on my YouTubes this week or last week, mm -hmm. some week. Do I need to put a copyright page in a no content book? My thoughts, if you're just doing a no content book, just blank pages with numbers or lines, no. However, if you're doing something a low content book, more complex, whether it's a planner, uh, weight loss, whatever, something more than lines, I would put a copyright page. Nice. Uh, I agree with her. We kind of discussed this already. Unless you have something that's truly uh, intellectual property of some sort, a unique graphic design, or if you have actual written content, which would make it a low content book instead, uh, you want to make sure you know, put a copyright on it if there's some form of intellectual property. Uh, if it's just simply lines, I mean, really, do you need copyright that? I mean, someone's going to go steal that. You're going to take them to court? I, I think they would have a huge case against me. <laughs> I used to put a copyright page. It did slow me down. However, it the only benefit I can see is if someone gets to the end and wants to order it again, they mm. know where they got it from. That's true. But I think it's a waste of a page, to be honest. Yeah. Alrighty, so folks, uh, it's always a blast. I want to make a really quick shout out here before we jump into the uh, questions here inside the live chat. Um, good friend of the channel, Keith Wheeler. You guys know Keith Wheeler. Keith is pumping out some excellent content about self-publishing. He's actually a full-time dad. He uh, he's a full-time worker. He's got his own you know job, or as we call it in the industry of wrestling, a shoot job. Um, in any event, uh, he also carries a part-time work in self-publishing, and he shares a lot of these insights on his channel. And this guy's getting ready to break 1,000 subscribers. If you have not subscribed to Keith yet, I highly recommend that you do so. Did you subscribe to him? I think I am. Yeah, excellent. Have you guys subscribed to Keith Wheeler Books? If not, do yourself a favor. He's rolling out really good free content like Keith is really awesome I, I had him in our top 10 more recently for YouTube channels but uh, do yourself a favor head over there hit that subscribe button and if you watch any of his videos tell him hashtag self pub with Dale he'll know where it's coming from so let's see if we can move Keith Wheeler books from 910 to I think it's reasonable there's 30 people inside here maybe we can move that up to uh, 940 so let's finish out this one. And if you're listening to this on the live podcast, excuse me, the podcast, live podcast, uh, you're going to head over to selfpublishingwithdale.com slash Keith. Once again, that's selfpublishingwithdale.com slash Keith. So please hit that subscribe on my boy there. 
All right, so what kind of questions we got today? I seen my crazy mask brothers inside the house here. Bionic Vapor, what's up, dude? Um, there are, I'm gonna go see, let me go to the top. I'm subscribed, I just watched a video yesterday. Yes, 9-11, baby, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. That, by the way, that's a live ticker right now that we have there, so please make sure that you're hitting that subscribe. Uh, you don't need to, to game the system if you like, if you have six YouTube accounts to go over there and just try to tip them over for the sake of that. Only subscribe if you're going to actually truly watch his content. 912, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Keith is awesome. Diana Eden, it's good to see you. I don't know if we missed you. And M Emma Louise Fairley, it's good to Pop see you. Pop Socket Queen, what's up? Uh... Do we just start calling her Queen Diana from now on? Pop socket queen. You She's can call her Queen Diana if you want. I'm sure she would appreciate either. <laughs> um, uh, I am trying to find. I already subscribed, Audrey. It's it's great. You know the funny thing is, Audrey, your book is on the background here on the wall right now, and unfortunately, all the stuff is covering it up right now. Mohammed Ahmed, how does the first thirty days boost work with Amazon? Ooh, that is a great question on that one, Mohammed. Uh, so, you want me to get this one? Yes. All right, so here's what happens. And this is, we're going to fo focus on uh, both ebook and print book. We're not going to discuss audiobook because it just gets hairy and such. So, let's just focus on ebook and print book. And this is by way of KDP, is what we're going to be discussing. When you publish your book, Amazon really wants you to succeed. Yeah. Okay, take your tinfoil hat off, get rid of any of your conspiracy theories. They want you to succeed. And here's the deal. There is a separate category for each niche. It's what's called, and it used to be referred to as, hot new release. And I still call it hot new release. Now they just call them new releases. But in any event, let's just say for instance, um, ab workouts is a niche. You can have the normal bestseller rank of ab workouts, but there is a differentiate, differentiator that's called hot new releases or new releases. And these are the books that are performing the best from the last 30 days. And it's continually rolling every day, rolling forward. So this gives some books that otherwise would be buried in the mountain of the normal niche, that gives a little bit of life. It gives it a chance to be indexed in a different category and showcased in a new place. And I, I wish I could actually show this to you guys on the screen. But if you were to go into the Amazon store, look up any one of the books, click the category, you'll open up the bestseller rank. And as you scroll down, there's going to be a separate little bar. It used to be on the side, but now they actually have it partway down just below the top 10 to top 16 books. It'll have the top three new releases. You're going to click on that. It'll open it up and it'll show you those that actually come out in the very first 30 days. If your book is performing really well in the first 30 days, you have a chance to pop up on that hot new release. Now, when it comes to your placement on the normal bestseller rank, this really helps out because first of all, it's like, hey, here's a new release, check it out, this is really awesome, in theory, more people are going to see that book. So you want to make sure you're placing your book somewhere in that top three of hot new releases because then it's going inside the bestseller ranking right up at the very top. So it's getting prime real estate. It's getting a few more eyes on that. 
And so with that being said, that then pushes you up on your bestseller rank. Now, there is other types of categories and such, and I won't go too far in depth. Uh, I know that there's one that actually extends to 60 days, and I'm forgetting the name right off the top of my head here. So with that being said, this is why I always tell people, take advantage of pre-orders on eBooks on Amazon, because the 30-day window doesn't start until after your book is live in the store. Let me repeat that for emphasis. If you put pre-order on your ebook, you are increasing the likelihood and the amount of time that you can actually be on that hot new release list. Take advantage of it. So, and I actually have all this inside my bestseller book launch checklist. You guys can go take a look at that. Actually, there is a link to it. That's selfpublishingwithdale.com slash checklist. And if you subscribe to the email newsletter, you'll get that bestseller book launch checklist. If you don't want to hear from me in the emails, all you got to do is just unsubscribe. It's really simple. Was that pretty good and thorough? Yeah, I tuned out. Yeah, she just like literally, she's like taco. I, I don't worry about that stuff. Um, in five words, how would you describe a no content book? I have to do exactly five words or less than five words? Just something short. Five words was just random. No writing necessary. Uh, diaries, journals, blank line books. Hopefully that helps Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear some other people as well. See, And uh, speaking of, uh, folks, you can see over here on the very side of the screen, uh, the DIY publishing course is 100% live. It's not coming down. It's not going through relaunch. If you want to get your hands on it, there are many options available to you folks out there. That's DIYpublishing.biz. You can be able to get all the information that you need over there. Just so you know, I will be rolling on February the 1st. I'm going to be rolling out a new edition and it's gonna happen every month. There's gonna be a new addition to the DIY publishing course. And the one that's coming up, it's gonna be the no content book publishing course. You're actually gonna see some of the stuff that I started a couple years ago and that she ended up taking uh, spotlight of Ava Fails, good friend of the channel, as well as a very, very um, faithful and awesome assistant here. But uh, she did social media for authors and self-publishers. It is an awesome, awesome course edition. So those of you that are in the DIY publishing course right now, you're going to benefit big time. All right. And I just wanted to say to everyone in there, thank you for helping each other out and answering questions. It's much appreciated. Uh, Knitting Mommy, have you seen the new dashboard for Amazon ads or have your ads turned on that you had turned off? Okay. That's a good point. I'm glad I forgot about that. That actually was news as well. So Amazon advertising. Folks, it's no longer called Amazon Marketing Services. It's not AMS. I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna have to fix you guys on this one. It's Amazon advertising. Yes, it's AA if we call it for short. Uh, so we're just gonna call it Amazon ads. The KDP version of Amazon advertising, officially it moved over to the new format that actually we were seeing already over in Amazon ads UK, Amazon ads uh, Canada, such like that. It, it is really, at first it's gonna seem overwhelming, but I promise you, it's much easier to navigate. It's so much easier. You can be able to really get down to the nitty gritty. So in any event, the uh, when they switched from the KDP version of Amazon ads over into the new dashboard, a lot of rejected ads apparently went live. 
at first glance if you looked at it. If you click on that ad and actually open it up, you'll find out that it's actually not active. It's not. So what I would recommend is if an ad's been, been rejected in any way, just go over, shut it off, just terminate it. There's a switch uh, to the very far left on your screen, shut it off just to, you know, any kind of issues. So as an example, I actually had a book with a curse word in the title and back, this was a couple years ago when I tried to put an ad on it. Um, I didn't realize that. I thought, well, it, it was the expletive of the SH word, right? I'm just gonna keep it family friendly here, folks. Um, it had asterisk there. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, this will be fine. You know, it's, it's censored, so what's the big deal? No, even censored curse words, any implied curse words, they won't allow for it. So they rejected the ad. That thing was rejected. As soon as it, I, I, I saw that they changed the dashboard and I think it was Risa Faye that was like, oh my gosh, all my ads turned on. I was like, whoa. I'm like, oh yes. And I'm like, I went in there and someone was like, nah, click on the ad, you'll see. If you click on it, you open it up, it's not active. So, uh, but I went ahead and shut it off just to kind of remove any kind of, you know, e unease because I was like, what if this goes through and it starts advertising, they come over and they shut down my account. So I was like, nah, I'm not gonna play with that. So any previous rejected ads, I would just say, go ahead, shut it off. That way there's no, any, no issues at all. Jeff Eatley asked, and this could be a discussion, how do authors get artwork for covers? Being a photographer and designer, I think it could be an interesting project. Oh man, we actually had a great conversation about this in the Facebook group, and even Dave Chesson came out. What's up, Dave? Uh, Dave Chesson came out of the woodwork to talk a little bit about image licensing and such. Um, there are a number of stock image websites, but this is where it runs into some big issues because a lot of people aren't reading the fine print when they're picking up some of the image licensing. There are sometimes standard licensing and there's sometimes premium licensing. You gotta figure out what is the difference, what's the usage that you can do in it. So there's some of them, you can put them on eBooks, but you can't put them on print books. And then there's some of them, you can't put them on eBooks or print books. And if they have a model on them, you have to get the release before you even put it up there. So it, it gets to be a little bit hairy, but all that to say this, that um, there are some authors out there, and, and this is a great discussion here for all, all of you self-publishers and indie authors here. And this is a reason why I wanted to bring Jeff Eatley to this channel is because he's a professional photographer. The guy does stellar work. I mean, you've seen some of his stuff, right? No. Okay, Kelly has not seen any of his stuff. <laughs> Kelly, what are you doing with your life? I, I know who he is, but I haven't seen his work. Uh, so in any event, uh, he does stellar work. So getting in contact with someone like Jeff will hopefully help you out in getting actual image licensing, getting actual images that you outright own. You know, not just buying a dollar to slap it on your ebook cover to hopefully not get caught by the original person. You know, I highly recommend, do not, Use images from like Pixabay for your front cover. You're gonna run into some issues. There's gonna be some problems. She's staring at me. I'm just looking at you. I can't look at you. Can't, can't look at me. All right, uh, so. Um, Jeff Eatley, it looks like you still have a question. People are helping you out. I think I've scrolled past your original question, so if you could ask it again, that'd be awesome. Um, I did have another question up hot. Diana Eden had a great question. Right. Wait, you're redoing Kelly's course? Um, I'm not redoing Kelly's course, but essentially, yeah, a lot of the concepts and fundamentals that you probably learned through Kelly's course, you're gonna learn through mine. Um, I never got to really pay attention. I didn't see any of your course. I just saw you record them. 
That's about it. You didn't watch my course. I didn't watch your course. You didn't <laughs> give me access. I didn't watch your course, so it's okay. You watched me film it. Yeah. Syndratic, is there a certain self-publishing service you would recommend for comics or picture-heavy books? I'm worried about mm. it costing too much since they charge more for pictures occasionally. This, this is a conversation actually I had with Jeff Eatley. He was saying, you know, is there any good self-publishing uh, services for magazines? And unfortunately, I'm at a bit of a loss, folks. I, I know a lot about publishing through books and such, but comics, I'm not really sure. When it comes to graphic novels, you can definitely do it. There, um, uh, and, and I can actually bust this out here as an example. This will be in a future video, but um, here's one of my children's books. And this is full color page. I mean, it's, it's really good quality. Um, the texture's awesome. Uh, your price point's gonna be a little bit higher, but if you're putting out a graphic novel, the perceived value is a little bit more. So I, I typically will spend a bit more for graphic novels anyways, because I'm, I'm like that. Um, so that's probably just my end of solution. So if anybody's watching this, I definitely welcome any recommendations when it comes to self-publishing services that offer comic services. That would be really awesome to kind of know. But for the most part, I've been happy with KDP Print. They actually do some good quality stuff. By the way, that's not a graphic novel. That's a children's book. But you get the idea. Any other comments, questions, and concerns? Why can't you use Pixabay images? Uh, there, it's, it's a real hot button because there are some times that some people have gone and uploaded images like they'll go pick it up from another site or they picked it up through a Google search and Pixabay is not sitting there policing these images. They're just allowing people to kind of up upload them. So you never know if you're picking up a hand grenade. And yeah, you can go back and be like, oh, well, Pixabay did this. Well, that's still not going to stop the original uh, content creator from tracking you down and suing you. Uh, or sending a cease and desist at the very minimum for using their image. I would recommend that anytime that you get the opportunity and you're using images, always put attribution in there. Uh, that means give credit where it's due. So for instance, if you go to the 90 day home workout plan, Kelly did all the pictures. I made sure I gave her attribution at the very beginning. So that way there's no ambiguities. Like someone comes along and says, ah, I did those pictures and you never paid me for them. So uh, I would just always recommend attribution and that way you're covering your tail. Put it inside your copyright page. Uh, you can do Pixabay. It just kind of, it's, it, 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 you're kind of opening yourself up. There, there's, it's twofold, okay? One issue is you never know if someone's just literally just pirating it and putting it over onto Pixabay without, without the, you know, the original content creator knowing it. And the next thing is free sites. Well, everybody loves free. I don't know about you, you like free? Yeah. I love free. And I, I, you know what? Actually, if you guys watch me enough on social media, you'll see I use Pixabay images on, on social media sometimes to communicate a point. Um, but, you know, that's the issue is a lot of people are reusing that image. So you're going to start to blend in with the other crowds. Um, I know that there was a, a debate going on amongst uh, some of the people within the Facebook group that we have that were kind of talking, well, this image was used on another cover. Well, yeah. Um, Image licensing, you know, doesn't stop people from putting, you know, cover after cover after cover. I can't tell you how many fitness covers have nearly this, almost the same freaking stuff as mine does, you know. Um, so, Diana, I don't know if this is a question or a comment. Just yeah. wondering if I should take the course. I never got to take Kelly's before she shut it down, but I do want to start doing KDP soon. 
Uh, you know, Diana, I um, just kind of go check it out. DIYpublishing.biz, uh, the no content publishing force will be rolling out on February the 1st. So um, in the meantime, there is uh, four different course um, parts to this and you can see it all there. Everything from the core fundamentals to the advanced to social media for authors and publishers as well as an archival section. So um, old YouTube videos are going to start to roll out over there that have great value in it. Um, Jeff Eatley, I'm on a Mac. Is there an app to help me write my nonfiction book and have it carry from laptop to home computer and phone? Google Docs. Google Docs, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, do you take advantage of the iCloud that Mac has? Mm. And if so, is it possible to like put Pages app in it? Um, that's the only other thing I can recommend. Yeah. I mean, there's also always the Notes app, but I know the formatting doesn't carry on that well. So hopefully yeah. there's some options in there for you. Uh, fun fact, actually, I just learned from Gary McPherson. What's up, Gary? I don't know if you're here tonight. Gary actually shared that uh, through Google Docs, you can actually convert your document to EPUB. So that means that it is readable through devices like your Apple Books app. Um, EPUBs kind of be standard format. Mobi is what's used for Kindle. Fun fact, I feel like a nerd saying that. Um, I love Google Docs. Of course you do, Em. What if there's a photographer that could shoot covers for a flat fee or scaled fee for only ebook print and only goes up if you sell more? So it becomes better, it does better, we all do. That's actually not a bad idea, and I know that there are some uh, people out there that do that, uh, like, a, like a sliding scale. So you sell X amount, like 100, uh, you sell 100 books, and it only costs this much. If you sell 1,000, then it drops a bit per unit. Uh, and then the more units that you drop, the, the less the photographer charges in the long run because everybody, it's a win-win situation. Uh, it's definitely an option. And uh, I, folks, please, Jeff's a, a great photographer. You want to make sure that you drop a little bit of 411 if you want to find out some more information from him. Uh, the guy does phenomenal work. Uh, Tony Jacobs had just confirmed that Pages does sync to iCloud. And thank you for joining us tonight, buddy. Thank you, Tony. Syndratic. Dale, this is a Dale question. Do you still believe in making more quality books than quantity of books? That's a good question. Actually, I just posted a video last night with Rob Archangel, and uh, this, is, this is my stance on it. Uh, I, I used to be of the ilk that uh, volume, you know, pumping it out, and it's what I call the Steve Scott method, which is, you know, you're putting out like about a, a book per month. Just boom, 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 boom. And it's great, but the problem is as... Uh, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny from uh, Author Platform Rocket. Uh, Johnny actually had said, Johnny Andrews, gosh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Uh, Johnny Andrews kind of explained that this methodology, though, it's, it's, it's not bad. If you're putting out good quality content, that's awesome. But the problem is, is you're on, forever on a treadmill. You're kind of like a hamster on a wheel, just continually trying to get to the end. And um, you're having to always do this. I like what Johnny said was, if you can just put a lot of heart and soul into about three to four publications per year and really get behind it and market and promote that, you're gonna probably get just as good results if not better. In fact, he even said, just give me four good books and I can work with you and escalate you to the point to where you're getting five to six figures per month. Now, I can't make any kind of, right, you know, I can't speak on that and I can't make any income claims on behalf of Johnny Andrews. So, um, all that to say this, that 
I really believe if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't have done as much volume um, because I find that it's the 80-20 rule. 20% of your publications are going to carry 80% of your income that's going to be coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly's awake today, guys. You notice that? How about we give her a big old banana sticker? Well, thank you. I, I'm really you trying to I'm tired. <laughs> She's got tacos for us tonight, folks. I don't really... You don't really see anything else. No? No. That's that's a good thing. Folks, hey, don't forget, head over to Keith Wheeler Books and subscribe to him today. We're at 914. We picked up four new subscribers. So let's see if we can toss them on over to the 1,000 mark. You can head over to selfpublishingwithdale.com slash Keith, and hopefully we can see him over there. Where's Keith at tonight anyway? So He's in here. Keith's in here? Oh, there yeah. he is. He's popping in. Sorry, Keith. I, I was like, man, we're... Where are you, man? I can't push the uh, the Keith Wheeler book. Uh, Keith, Keith Wheeler gift. Wheeler! Boom. Yeah, my boy. All right. So, in any event, uh, today's word of the day, Kelly. Congenial. Congenial. Use that in a sentence, if you will, as Dusty Rhodes used to say, if you will. Dale, why do you like tacos so much? Because they don't bite back. <laughs> I I hear hi. I've seen books like unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. This is interesting. I was just researching this last night. Is it legal? What about trademark? Did authors buy the rights, or is it unnecessary? Greetings from Poland. Excellent, excellent question. This is a hot button, and without throwing anybody under the bus, I'm just going to say this just very simply. If you are using something that is someone's intellectual property, and no less that has a trademark on it. You are opening yourself to a world of issues, problems, and you know. Here's the first thing: is what if the original trademark owner comes in after you? They can send you a cease and desist, and you're done. Here's the worst case scenario: is the original trademark owner has enough money to drag you on into court and sue your pants off, and then you're screwed. Because I don't know about you, and I don't know if. There's some of these authors that are pulling in five, six figures per month doing the, these IP pirated books. And the issue is, you make five, six figures, but I can guarantee you, the people you're stealing from, that you're using their stuff without their knowledge and without their permission, they have much more money than you. And they will squash you like the cockroach you are, as Mr. Wonderful would say on Shark Tank. You're dead to me. Yeah. So, I mean, there is such a thing as fair use, but in these unofficial guides, they, the ones that I've seen, unofficial guides or cookbook, whatever, they go, and I'm not a lawyer, but um, from the research I've done, they've gone above what's considered fair use by a long shot. So I share the same opinion as Dale. If, if it's too like hot of a topic like that, if there's a possibility a strong possibility you're stealing someone's work. I go, I say next. Yeah. Next. You know, 10,000 a month is nice, but it's not worth being sued yeah. over. Yeah, but it's, it, it's amazing. And I think some people are finally starting to see the light and kudos to you if you are. Um, it's never too late. I, I'm not sitting here trying to be holier than thou and self-righteous and be like, you know, I'm better than you. Look, I've done my fair share of stupid things over the past four to five years being in self-publishing it's hopefully realizing your error. So hopefully those of you that are taking advantage of somebody else's IP, um, stop, 
Just that simple. Stop, delist the stuff, clean up your act, walk away with whatever money that you have, and if you're gonna do this business, do it right. Tell us how you really feel, that's says Mojo. That's how I really feel, yeah. That's, that's how I <laughs> really feel. Osundratic Kelly, how is the pop socket market recently? In my opinion, it's, um, let's see, a family-friendly word, not the best. According <laughs> to the pop socket queen, she might think differently, Yeah. but it's not the best for me. And yeah. I've made some choices in my business, and I'll talk about that on my channel, but it's not the best for me. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Here's an interesting one. John Wasser chimed in. I once had an article in Cycle World magazine that may have been plagiarized on Forbes magazine. Yeah, and you know, and it's it's a sickening feeling when you see your work being stolen. I mean, it really is. Oh. And so I think that if the shoe was on the other foot and the people that are stealing from them, and if they actually saw things that, that were taken, they would probably feel just as passionately as I do um, and, and say, oh my gosh, yeah, that's kind of, that's a jerk move. It's like walking into someone's house, I'm going to take this, grab this out of the fridge and just walk right out of their house. You're taking oh, their food. So my no content books have been stolen and lately Amazon doesn't care. Yep. I've reported it, but no answer. Can guarantee you though, uh, that loophole is going to get, get really cinched up because I mean, technology is becoming so advanced here, folks, that uh, Google actually has a nifty little tool that you can drop your thumbnails in and it can actually identify certain factors and um, uh, familiarity type things. So if you look at the thumbnail that we have in the bot bottom right hand corner for this particular video, um, it'll say happiness, um, you know, blue logo. Uh, it, it picks out these type of things. So artificial intelligence is becoming so smart now that it's starting to detect those things. And I'm sure Amazon is not too far behind on that considering they've got very deep pockets and they're probably sick of having to deal with people stealing trademarks and IP. So they're gonna probably implement those type of software. So if you're sitting here stealing from people, you will get caught. Yeah. If it's not now, you will get caught later. So you better start saving up. Put into your 401k because you're gonna get cinched up here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Has KDP Rocket been updated? Uh, Ernest, that's a great question. KDP uh, is going going through some issues because, as you know, Amazon. Um, you know, Dave does. Dave Chesson, the Kindlepreneur, does actively uh, communicate with Amazon, and right now it's just unfortunately Amazon's rolling out different changes, so it's throttling search history and such. Um, so yes, the KDP Rocket team is actively working on things, and there is I can't I'm not liberty to say. There, there is some really cool things rolling out here. If they stay on track, it should be in the next week or so. Uh, so those of you that actually have KDP Rocket, oof, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the things that are rolling out this year. So, um, but yeah, hang in there, folks. And if you're finding issues, contact KDP Rocket support team and do do yourself a favor. Don't go in and just go in all guns and blazing. Give me a refund. It's not working. Yeah, just get a hold of them and say, hey, it's it's. I'm having issues X Y Z. Take a, a screenshot and send it to them and let them know what, what's up. Get them, Dale. Two blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Alrighty. So, folks, it is always a pleasure and a blast to hang out with you here on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You want to make sure that you join us again this next week. You going to be here? Well, I think so. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully she'll be here. So, uh, and I might actually be doing an impromptu live here on this channel here really soon, and I'm gonna be dropping some new content. 
So, in the meantime, folks, the party doesn't have to end. You know what's coming up. All right, we're gonna roll right on over there. Make sure you go over and check out these videos. Those of you that are watching on live videos, like there's nothing there, but those of you watching the replay, you know what's <laughs> up. Just hit that right there, hit that right there. And of course, down here, you can hit the little subscribe on our heads. In the meantime, in between time, folks, it has been Self Publishing with Dale and Kelly. See ya. <laughs>